I put the pack in the trunk, now I'm back in the front and I'm dashing the whip on the road. Met this little baddie, we little, but back there, Chris ain't smashing and I gotta go. Dripping like I caught a lead, too much water around me, it makes sense, I got too many flows. On top of the pillar, can't settle for silver, I always deliver like straight to the dough. Don't pay a label, just pay me. Ain't seen no loyalty lately. Seem like these niggas switching like KD. Made my birthday in a picture like HD. I take over the internet HP. Can't have this life, you lazy. I save others cause nobody save me. Way too icy, I'm sipping on Freon. But I'm always on legends like Vion. Running out of these eyes that I feed on. Been put you on cause you ain't put me on. I've been on the same grind and had Creed on. On the road to redemption like Theon. I ain't made it until the whole team on. High expectations and I just been proving it. Feeling some weight and it's straight to the booth with it. Whipping the van cause it fits the old crew and ain't moving, I move. This shit is just ludicrous. Brothers ain't blood and a few in the streets. Few of my brothers, they ball overseas. I got some brothers that's next in the league. You ask them who ballin', they all look at me. I put the pack in the trunk, now I'm back in the front and I'm bashing the whip on the road. Bitch, little baddie, we little, but back there. Welcome to the fifth quarter where we strive to give you the real, deliver the facts. So just sit back. You just entered the fifth quarter. Man, welcome to another episode of Fifth Quarter Sports. I here with my boys KD and Reggie Reg. Please say what's up to the people. What's going on? What's good? What's good, man? Now uh, we back at it. Back at your Fifth Quarter Sports. Another episode, man. Let's jump right to it. We had the college football action from last week. We had our pick'em games go on. Um, you know, a lot of action, a lot of things going on last week, and a lot of surprises for sure. So, um. We'll start with you, KD. Any um thing that you want to highlight from last week? Uh, where you were right, possibly, or where you were wrong, as far as the action that you saw in the college football landscape? I'm going to start with Clemson. You know, Clemson going into the year was a preseason uh, national championship contender, multiple-time ACC champion. They had knocked off Alabama twice in what the last four or five years. So a lot was expected of Clemson. That you know they made the playoffs every year. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we're looking at a team that could be a five-loss team this year. They they lose the pit. DJ gets benched at quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. The offense still sputtering. Mm-hmm. So the question is, can this be fixed, what Clemson has going on? Because uh, here we are nearly uh, past the midway point of the yeah. year, and they still look just as bad as they did to start the season. That's for sure. So I'm not sure where Clemson goes from here. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Dabble has to reevaluate. Um, how he does things. Um, mm-hmm. They could certainly benefit from bringing in some transfers, some um, guys who can contribute immediately rather than sometimes waiting on high school guys to develop. So, yeah. um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what Cle- how Clemson moves forward from here. Yeah, that's for sure, man. Um, definitely been kind of struggling on offense since since week one, right? And it's been the same thing week in and week out. And they just don't look like they have the uh, the signal caller at quarterback. To be honest, um, I mean, something's not working. He, I mean, he just either is not getting it, or, or either the, something needs to change in the offense that suits him. But I don't know. I mean, it, they, Clemson hasn't had this issue the past few years, so uh, it's kind of surprising to see them going through it now, man. So uh, we'll see. Something's gonna have to change moving forward. But hopefully, you know, for their sake, that this is just one of those down years and. They come back and bounce back next season and get it, you know, get back on track. So, uh, what about you, Reggie Reg? Anything you want to highlight from the action last week? Some way you might have been wrong, or some way you might have been right. Well, I was right. Um, man, Christmas sucks, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, check your feelings at the door, huh? <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Clemson mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's a quarterback issue. I don't know if it's a uh, it's an issue with the coaching staff. Um, they had two running backs into the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Um, just not sure what's going on. But it looked like the problems that's going on in-house are a lot deeper than what we're thinking. So I'm not sure if this is something that could be corrected in a season. Mm-hmm. But um, it's definitely some problems going on. But, my, my, you know, I still stand on that. Clemson just sucks right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to roll with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I you, mean, pretty, pretty, pretty you, bad. You know, Go ahead, KD. Um. You know, Clemson had Bowman leave last year, so Bowman left uh, last year, and two guys leave this year. So that's three transfers in two years at one position, especially the running back position where you can rotate a lot of guys in and out. So that's certainly very questionable to see all those guys leave. Yeah, exactly. Makes you wonder what's going on for sure. I mean, and I think it sucks 
for the most part, because I'm like, I think Clemson has a, a, a decent enough defense that if they had the offense to complement them, you know, they would still be right there in the thick of the whole college football playoff talk and, and, and you know, rankings and everything. But it's just not the case this year for those guys. So we're going to see. I mean, just like Katie was highlighting, I mean, you got these guys leaving from the same position. Is it is it a position coach thing? Um, I mean, what is it? I, I know the DeMarcus Bowman thing, I from everything I heard about it, it was that the kid wanted to be close to home. Like, you know, he, he wanted to be right here at uh, Florida. So, I mean, who knows? That might be the truth, and it might be something else to it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see, man. Um, as far as my biggest thing, as far as why I was right, why I was wrong, man, uh, going to highlight the way I was wrong, and that was the, uh, the Air Force and San Diego game, um, San Diego State. San Diego State came into the game ranked uh, 22, um, but I have been watching football, uh, uh, what Air Force was doing uh, with, with their team all year, and I uh, definitely, definitely had a lot of faith in what they would be able to do, and I actually thought that they would win that game. Um, unfortunately, they started the game off very rough as far as they dropped, like, I mean, a wide-open touchdown. Kid Micah Davis, uh, I mean, he he just walked into the end zone pretty much, dropped a big touchdown pass. I think it was like two fumbles on um, from the running back or the quarterback that kind of ensued after those after that big miscue. Gave the ball back to San Diego State on short fields. And, um, you know, before you know it, they were down, I want to say, I think it was 21-7 or whatever it might have been. And uh, it just became too much to overcome. Um, you know, you make all those early mistakes and you just don't get a chance to come back from that, you know, especially when you play a, a team of, uh, of a decent caliber at least. Um, they, they tend to make you pay for those mistakes. And what happened was Air Force came out, made a lot of mistakes, and just could not overcome those mistakes that they made early in the game to come uh, uh come out victorious in the end so uh, i was wrong about that one um didn't see them making those mistakes and i definitely felt like they were uh prolific enough with what they did on offense to uh you know keep pace and score at least you know i i, I think it was 21 14 the final score or 2014 the final score or 22 14 i can't remember but nonetheless i definitely thought they put up at least like 30 points on the board so i was definitely wrong about that one um didn't see them coming out making those miscues, but they did. And uh, San Diego State, like a like a decent team is supposed to do, they capitalized on it, and um, they got the W, man. So uh, definitely surprised with that one. But hey, you pick them. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. And with that, man, we got our pickums for this weekend coming up, man. Uh, got some big games, you know, lined up this weekend. Some very big games, man. Um, we got Virginia Tech playing at Georgia Tech. We got Michigan playing at Michigan State, and we got Ole Miss playing at Auburn, man. I think it's a great slate of three tough pick'em games. Uh, can go either way. So um, with that, let's go ahead and start with you, Reggie Raj. We're going to get your pick'ems from you for this week, man. Virginia Tech at Georgia Tech, Michigan at Michigan State, Ole Miss at Auburn. Tell me who you got. Well, Georgia Tech lost to Clemson. Mm-hmm. That, that that pretty much just speaks for itself. Man. So, boy, Clemson I mean, getting rough tonight. Yeah, boy. I mean, I'm not even gonna get into detail about that game, <laughs> but you already know I'm going with Virginia Tech. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you lose to Clemson, man. You just throw the whole season away. Right now. So I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna just go with Virginia Tech on that one. Okay. Um, Michigan and Michigan State. Um, mm-hmm. both of them coming in the game undefeated, which is kind of rare for this game here. Yeah, for sure. Um, but Michigan State, they're coming off a bye week, so they don't pretty much had like, like extra time to prepare. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like I like that Michigan State running back, Kenneth Walker. Mm-hmm. That dude, he, I like him. He's nice. So yeah. I think I'm going to go with Michigan State at home this week. Okay. Okay, over Michigan. All right. And um, Auburn and Ole Miss. Um, I mean <laughs> – that's a, that's a tough one right there. Um, yeah. But I mean, but Ole Miss. I mean, even though as much as I've been on the Ole Miss bandwagon all season, mm-hmm. Ole Miss their defense is just still a little suspect to me. Mm-hmm. They just giving up way too many yards, man, this season. So mm-hmm. I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna go with Auburn at home with this one. Okay, okay. 
So you say you got Virginia Tech, Michigan State, and you're going Auburn at home. Solid picks, man. Solid picks, Reggie. What about you, KD? Come on, give us your pickles for the week. Well, you know, the Georgia Tech, uh, Virginia Tech one should be interesting. Um, Virginia Tech's reeling at the moment. You know, they lost a few games. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of speculation that their coach might not be there. Mm -hmm. He might not make it through the season. Mm. Um, but I, I like Virginia Tech in this one. You know, mm. Georgia Tech is still pretty young at a lot of key positions, and they're going through the transition process of trying to rebuild the program. Yeah. So I think that they're maybe a year away mm. from being a year away. So I'm going <laughs> with Virginia Tech in that game. Okay. Um, Michigan, Michigan State is interesting, and it's good. You know, last week we kind of talked about it's good when the traditional powers are back, and it looks like Michigan is um, – yeah, performing up to the standard, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Harbaugh kind of re revamped his staff. He's got a, a lot of young guys in there. Yeah, a lot of passion, a lot of energy, and it's seeming to pay off. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to go with Michigan State. I think they have a good identity. They're pretty balanced on offense, mm -hmm. um, being able to pass. And like Reggie mentioned, their running back, the transfer from Wake Forest, has been excellent. So I like Michigan State to win that one um, okay. at home, and. I, I'm actually um, the the last game Ole Miss Auburn, you, you know, Ole Miss defense is improving. Mm -hmm. You know, I w I wouldn't classify them as being good, but mm -hmm. they're much better than they were um, last year, and yeah. they're steadily improving week to week. You know, LSU kind of did what they wanted on the ground against Florida, and mm -hmm. they kind of had a difficult time running against Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. I'm picking Ole Miss though because they have the better quarterback, they have the best player on the field and yeah. corral, and I, I like them to beat Auburn. Okay, okay. So you say you got uh, Vitek, right? Michigan State and Ole Miss. Yep. Okay. All right, man. Uh, man, uh, you you raised some tough uh, some tough customers with this one, man. Uh, so I mean, Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech. This game truly, I think, can go either way. I really won't be surprised at the uh, result, no matter who wins. Um, but I'm still kind of. Uh, Virginia Tech's been reeling like KD kind of highlighted, but I'm still kind of, you know, on, on that bandwagon with them and, and believing what I saw a little earlier in the season when they started off hot because nobody really thought that that's who they were and they kind of came out the gate swinging. And so I feel like they still got some of that juice in them. I still, you know, they went through a tough part of the schedule and dropped some games and everything. But I think they come out with this one. Come out on the road, go down to the ATL and knock off Virginia, uh, knock off Georgia Tech, man. So I'm going with Virginia Tech in that game. As far as the Michigan, Michigan State, both you and KD pick Michigan State, man. I'm buying, I'm buying the Jim Harbaugh hype, man. I'm going with Michigan. They're gonna go in there and they're gonna beat them boys, man. Michigan State, they, they, they just became good. You know what I mean? Harbaugh been grinding at this for the past few years. They were talking about firing Harbaugh. Now he got the right guys in there. They look like they got the juice going, man. I think they go over there to Michigan State and they whoop those boys. I don't know what the score gonna be, but they gonna win. So I'm going with Michigan in that matchup, man. And the old Miss at Auburn game. This was tough, man, because. I really think this is a great matchup, but sometimes when you got an even matchup in, in multiple areas on the field, both of them are SEC teams, both of them have uh, high-end talent, um, sometimes you just got to boil down the matchup to who has the better quarterback, like KD highlighted, and Matt Corral is the better quarterback. So I'm going to ride with Ole Miss on this matchup, man, and that's really what it comes down to for me is I think they had the better QB. And because I think they had the better QB and they're very similar to, at a whole lot of other positions, I'm just that's the deciding factor for me. So I got Virginia Tech, Michigan, and Ole Miss, man. I'm going with all three road teams for my pickups this week, man. They're going to go. I'm, put, I'm putting my hat on them, man, and we're going to ride with that. So uh, that's who I got, man. That's who I got. So with that, man, those guys are on the road, but we right here at home, man. So this uh, this segment right here is a little bit of what we're going to call home cooking, man. We're going to highlight the University of Florida that's right here in the backyard, and we're going to touch on some things, man. A lot of things have been happening as of late with the University of Florida, especially in the recruiting department, and they got a big game coming up this weekend against Georgia. Of course, the Florida-Georgia game is an annual big matchup between both schools. So, with that, man, we had... 
Two recent decommits are two big-time recruits, Jamar James and Julian Humphrey. I think both of them are five-star rated recruits. Both of them have decommitted within proximity of each other in a short period of time. So it begs the question, do, does the University of Florida have a recruiting issue or is there something else going on here? So with that, man, let's start with KD, man. What do you think about the situation? I definitely think Florida has a recruiting issue. Um, first and foremost, you know, Florida's, uh, the University of Florida is located in the uh, best state, probably, mm -hmm. in the United States as far as recruiting. Gainesville mm -hmm. uh, is centrally located in the state. It's kind of like in the middle. So, you know, they're close to Orlando. They're close to Tampa. They're close to Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. So they should kind of have, like, somewhat of a foothold in the state yeah um and you know we kind of talked about this offline i think what florida has done just from my perspective is they kind of prioritize out-of-state recruits mm -hmm. early and they pursue those guys and then as the case it, as it is in recruiting most guys all things being equal want to stay close to their home yeah. so those guys stay close to their home and then once those guys are off the board for them then they try to circle back and recruit some local guys yeah. and um you know that just hasn't been an effective strategy for them and mm -hmm. um for whatever reason this staff in particular doesn't you know i mean the results are the results right yeah so you could you could have a top 10 class according mm -hmm. to the rankings, but you could be a middle of the pack team in the SEC because the conference is so competitive. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, Florida, if, in order to take that next step, they, they just have to recruit better, especially mm -hmm. the way that Georgia's recruiting now. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, I'm not sure what they can do differently. I mean, there's some guys on the staff who would view this great recruiters, Tim Brewster, yeah. Um, the wide receiver coach, Billy Gonzalez was with urban Meyer. He did a fantastic job of recruiting at the time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I don't know what it is, mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, they're unable to close the deal. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely got to be something to it, man. What about you, Reggie? Uh, does the University of Florida have a recruiting issue, or, or, or is it something else at play here? I mean, I agree with KD. Um, mm. They do have a recruiting issue. Um, but this, this isn't an issue that just started overnight, though. Mm. This is something that's been going on for a while. Mm. Um, if you think back during Ron Zook's reign at Florida, he didn't let people in the backyard get out of the backyard, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just you know, just to put it in perspective, let's go a little bit further back. Let's think about that 2003 signing class. Mm. We talking Bubba Caldwell. We talking D. Well. We talking. I mean, these are guys like from the Tampa area, from the Jacksonville area. You know, you talking Joe Cohen. You know, out mm -hmm. of um, Melbourne, them mm. type of guys. Yeah. Zook didn't allow those guys to get out of his backyard. Yeah. He didn't start. He didn't start like going way out yonder and then nope. circling it back around. He started from the inside out. Mm. And you know, and you would think that if these guys are close to home, having to have an opportunity to pay for, you know, a power five program mm -hmm. in the SEC, mm -hmm. not far, not far from home. You know, you did, did, that that kind of stuff got to speak for itself. You know, yeah. Miami didn't allow all that back in the day. Yeah, Miami was, you know, Miami. What they call that? The, the what they call that? Um, the, the state of Miami. State of Miami. <laughs> you know, they wasn't they weren't doing all of that. Yeah, you, know, you wasn't they weren't letting their guys get away. Is what I'm. I guess what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. So, um, I guess like it's like I mean, Katie pretty much summed it up, man. It's yeah. just a recruiting issue, and it just and it just you know rolls downhill from there. Mm. Yeah. And I, I'll even talk about it from my perspective, right? So, um, you know, my son, uh, early in the year, Florida State came to see him play. Um, mm -hmm. A couple of weeks ago, Michigan saw, came to see him play. And then Clemson's supposed to be at a game Friday, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. all of those schools are located much farther away than um, what Gainesville is. Now, in, in yeah. fairness to them, you know, maybe they have other guys evaluated higher and their priority is going to see those guys. Yeah. And if that's the case, I can understand them maybe not coming to Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. But if I mean if if they've got you know if, if they think you know Shrews a pretty decent prospect then they've the effort that they've shown is lesser than schools such as Clemson or even Michigan who are much mm -hmm. farther away yeah and they found uh, a way to come to Jacksonville to see about him so mm -hmm. yeah I, I just I'm not sure what their priorities are yeah um, but yeah. it it hasn't been an effective strategy and even if you look. Um, you know, just take my son out of the equation. You look at guys like, you know, Slim. Mm -hmm. um, you, you look at 
Uh, just all the guys from Trinity, all the five star guys, Tyreek, Sean mm. Wade. Mm. Um, you look at Jacquez. You, mm-hmm. you look at all of these. You have Fred Davis. Yeah. These guys are going to blue chip um, schools that have been in the playoffs. You know, Ohio State and Clemson and Alabama. And these mm-hmm. guys are in Jacksonville. And for whatever reason, they really <laughs> never gave Florida the time of day. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, those are all solid points that you guys are bringing up. Um, you know, as far as the, the recruiting issue at play here, um, because, I mean, I, as much as I'd like to, you know, kind of bail them out and, and give them some sort of other reason or whatnot, there really isn't that I can think of because there does seem to be a disconnect when it comes to recruiting the state of Florida, especially the guys that are right here um, near, the, near the school and, and right here at home, you know, proverbially. Um, I don't know, you know, what the – strategy is or, or, or how they think about it i mean kind of some of my insiders maybe they think like okay well if a guy's right here in the backyard maybe we can wait a little bit to offer him as opposed to this guy that's in texas or california because those guys might take a little bit to to, de- to, to commit um because it's further away from home but if we offer a kid that's right here in the backyard he might commit right away and maybe we like these kids out of state more i don't know maybe that's part of the thinking but for whatever reason, it just hasn't been a solid strategy uh, moving forward. It's too many guys that we've named, that, that KD just named, and, and that we know of that make it out of the area. And, and, and Reggie kind of gave us a little bit of a history lesson, took us further and further back, just letting them, letting the people know, like, hey, you know, these guys used to never get out of the, the state. They used to always stay home, play ball at home, and, uh, and produce. For, you know, uh, uh, most of all, they produced at Florida. So, um, you know, I don't know what the fix is. I don't know uh, if, if maybe they need to write, you know, a couple more guys that, that have the right energy, have the right foresight uh, moving forward to make sure that they close on these kids that are right here, that are super talented and that can help the program out. Um, like I said, we got some guys on staff that are great recruiters. Um, from from you know just hearsay and 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 just uh, personal experience as well. I mean, guys like Kiwan Ratliff, I know he he does a, a pretty good job from everything I've seen from my perspective as far as going after guys that are right here in the uh, you know right here in the area. Um, but for some reason, it just seems like it's not working out in in the favor of Florida to consistently do what they got to do to get the right guys especially the guys that are right here in the area and get them into the program for, for them to have a great impact in, in, in the win games and, and to be exactly where we're used to Florida being as far as a perennial power in the college football landscape, period. So um, yeah. something got to give. Uh, something got to give. I mean, you got Shamar James. This was a kid from Alabama, committed to Florida. I don't think anybody saw that. I definitely didn't see that. I was like, this kid is probably going to Alabama, and that's what I expected when he made his announcement. To my to my uh, uh, surprise, he picked Florida, and I was like, oh man, you know that that was big time, right? And then um, even the kid Julian Humphrey that's in Texas, I was like, man, they keep going and getting these guys that's out of state in Texas, and I saw that Julian mm-hmm. Humphrey was this track guy, and he was super fast. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about all that. But I will say the minute I cut this kid's film on, it took me probably about 42 seconds exactly into his film. <laughs> and I was like, I like this dude. He's a stud. And so I had no quarrels about them going after him because if you can get a kid like that, from what i seen, I'm taking his ass every day of the week and twice on mm-hmm. Sunday, right, or Saturday, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, it was a solid uh, 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 get at the time, but – you know, from everything I'm hearing, those guys may be headed to Georgia. You heard it here first on Fifth Quarter Sports. You know, oh, that, 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 that you heard it here first. I got yeah. some great intel, and supposedly Georgia may be swiping those two guys. So uh, we'll stay on the lookout for that. Whether it happens or not, we'll see. Neither guy has yeah. made an official announcement concerning where they're going to be uh, committing to next. But again, based off of information that I'm hearing, that's what I'm hearing. So we're going to see, man. And with that, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, one of those coincidences, right? 
they're in a battle with Georgia recruiting wise and Georgia may be still in the top two recruits that they have for the 2022 class but they're going to be battling it out Saturday here in Jacksonville in the Florida Georgia game so let's make an unofficial pick fellas who do we have winning this game let's start with KD give me your pick for the game and why I'm I'm going with Florida and Ooh. um you know we we talked about Florida's lack of recruiting mm. and you know how they haven't been able to keep up with Georgia off mm-hmm. the field um but the thing we know about on the field Dan Mullen can um pencil whip some of the best right he mm-hmm. he, he plays Alabama closer than anybody he mm-hmm. actually um you, you know everybody's enamored with Georgia's defense this year but think about what Dan Mullen did to Georgia's defense last year. That yeah. also included second-round pick, current Jaguar, Tyson Campbell. That mm-hmm. also included um, Eric Stokes, first-round pick of the Packers. Yeah. So you, you look at the same cast of characters Georgia had last year in addition to some other guys who are now currently playing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And Florida essentially went up and down the field, you know, um, they ran that wheel route to death on them, mm-hmm. and they managed to score. Um, this is a big, you know, yeah, it's a big week for Florida. You yeah, know, they had sure. the week off. Everybody's down on them after the loss <laughs> to LSU, but yeah. they've had an additional week to break down Georgia. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Georgia's opponents, um, you know, obviously their defense is good, but they haven't played any teams that I feel are balanced mm-hmm. who can both run or pass. You okay, know, the best one that they have is Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, but Arkansas is a primarily run-based team. Yeah. So Georgia being able to stop the run makes it difficult to run play action, and it puts a team like Arkansas in bad down and distance situations, so they mm-hmm. have to pass on third and long. I think Florida will be balanced. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be able to throw the ball and run the ball. Unless we not forget that Stetson Bennett is still the quarterback for Georgia, the same Stetson <laughs> Bennett that was the quarterback last year. And, yeah. you, you know, Georgia didn't even want him to be the starter last year. They just reluctantly <laughs> had to play him. Mm-hmm. I think that's the case again this year. So I think mm-hmm. Georgia's defense is going to give up some points. And I don't know if the offense will be able to keep up. So I'm picking Florida. Okay. Okay. KD with the upset. Okay, so Florida-Georgia game, Reggie Reds, tell me who you got, man, and why. I just, I'm not a fan of the two-quarterback system, Mm. and it seems like that's what Florida hasn't made up their mind yet. Mm -hmm. At this point here, it's just too darn late in the season for you to not have a mind made up on who your your guy is. Mm -hmm. Um, Georgia, uh, that that defensive line for Georgia is – that's relentless. I, I mean, that that's a good defensive line. I just don't. I just think they're going to disrupt too much. I mm. think they. I think Florida's going to have a problem with them. Mm. Um, but mm. I, I mean, <laughs> I just. I'm, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Georgia on this one. I'm Georgia. Gonna go with Georgia on this. One. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Florida, Georgia. I guess I'm gonna be the tiebreaker, man. Uh, man, look here. I, 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 I don't see. Uh, I don't see this matchup working out in Florida's favor. I'm going to go with Georgia, and let me tell you why. <laughs> so, I I, I think Florida would le- legitimately have a, a great chance in this game if Anthony Richardson was the, like, no doubt, this is the guy we're playing. We're rolling with him. He's going to give too. us the best exactly. chance to win moving forward. I know, based off of what I'm seeing, that Dan Mullen is going to remain loyal to to Emory Jones, and for better or worse, right? I don't knock him for doing it. Um, I, I actually, you know, agree with the premise of his mentality there, right? Emory's been there the whole time. Um, he was coming into the year to be the guy. Um, at this juncture of the season, you lost the game to Bama. You, you lost the game to um, LSU. You know, you, you're just not in that hunt for where you expected to be um, coming into the season, so you're not really gonna be able to, you know, uh, achieve your goals per se or where you want it to be. So at this juncture, I mean, I don't think there's any harm in sticking with Emory for for Mullen, and I think that he chooses to just do that. And um, because of that, I think that you know he's not gonna exactly 
light it up for Florida on offense uh, against Georgia. Like I said, if it was uh, Anthony Richardson, this is the guy we declared it early um, since, you know, going into the bye week and they were preparing for him to be their QB1, I would feel a lot better about Florida's chances because the kid, Anthony Richardson, is dynamic. He makes some great throws. His legs are dynamic. He's just a completely different player than uh, what we get, you know, when Emory's in there. Emory's a dynamic player with his legs, but he's not – he doesn't have the same dynamic with his arm that Anthony Richardson does. So that's why I'm going with Georgia in the matchup because I've seen Georgia play great defense from the onset of the season, and they've been carrying it on all the way through. I think we're in week nine or wherever it is right now, week 10 in the college football landscape. So that's why I'm going with Georgia there. I just believe what I've seen in them. Um, I believe that they do enough offensively to um you know suffocate you defensively and then put up enough points offensively so um that's why i'm going with georgia man i i I don't exactly see where florida's gonna be able to pull off the upset but should it happen it'll be because anthony richardson is in there quarterback and he's lighting up that georgia defense because the kid has that ability so um my unofficial pick is georgia KD picked Florida and Reggie picked Georgia. So that's two to one for Georgia, man. I'm looking forward to the game. Um, it's going to be a great one no matter what the outcome is. So I'm going to be tuned in just like you guys, and I can't wait to watch the action go down, man. So uh, with that, man, that was our little segment of home cooking, highlighting the University of Florida. So let's go ahead and transition over to the high school football, the FHSAA. Football going down last week. Uh, we had the high school football action, a lot of big games, of course. Um, any big surprises from the last week, man, uh, that any of you guys saw that just really stood out to you? Um, let's go ahead and start with Katie on this one. Uh, I think it was unanimous. I think we all picked uh, University Christian to beat Terry Parker, mm. and Terry mm-hmm. Parker came away with the victory. Um, Terry Parker's on the doorstep of making the playoffs, I think, two consecutive years. So yeah. you got to give head coach Ron Dorsey a lot of credit for what he's doing over there at Parker. Mm-hmm. And um, to beat an experienced uh, team like University Christian, it seems like Orrell Gray and Desario Riles have been you know, playing for years, and these guys are just juniors. So to beat an experienced team um, pretty convincingly, um, mm-hmm. I, know, I know the score is relatively close, but by all accounts, um, Parker controlled the game. Yeah. So I thought that was very impressive, and that was definitely a surprise to me mm. um, to see them beat University Christian. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that definitely a big surprise game. What about you, Reggie Reg? Any big surprises from the action last weekend in the Florida high school football? No, I agree with I agree with Katie. Um, mm. Obviously, I didn't do my research on Terry Parker. Mm. Um, if I had if I had done my research, I would have realized. They made a quarterback switch mm. a couple of games ago at the Reball game. Mm. Um, and the reason why I was, wasn't too high on them in the beginning because I know this before the Reball game, they were only averaging like under 14 points a game. Yeah. Um, and then like since they made that quarterback switch, they've been averaging over tw- like at least 28 points a game. Yeah. And I just didn't, I didn't take that in consideration at that point. So. Mm. Um, I won't make that mistake again, though. So that I would say that was the that was the that was the surprise for me. Okay, okay. Both of you guys got the the UC Parker matchup with Terry Parker coming out on top. Um, that I agree with both of you guys. That was definitely a big surprise. Um, as as Reggie astutely pointed out, uh, Parker had a QB change. But even had I known that they had a QB change, I just didn't think that it would be that um, significant of a difference to um, go out there and upset and, and and basically, you know, soundly defeat University Christian. I mean, those I mean those guys definitely had a have a talent out there at UC and Terry Parker, of course, and I just thought that those kids at UC, they've been playing together since they were, were freshmen, and now they're juniors now, and I just thought that they really had the talent advantage, especially with O'Rell Gray coming back, but I couldn't be more wrong. Uh, Terry Parker went out there. Apparently, the QB change has uh, uh, um, signaled a spark in the offense and made them more dynamic, made them more fluid, whatever the case may be. Guys are playing more energetic and and, 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 and making plays, Just going out there making plays, and the defense is still stifling like they've really been all season. Nothing's really changed on the defense. They've been making plays all year. Um, so that was really – 
a big surprise, but I was also surprised with the um, results of the Buholtz and Bowles game. Um, I, I, you know, I know Buholtz is a solid program. Um, didn't exactly see a, 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 a win against Bowles coming for them. Um, you know, they got some solid playmakers out there and, you know, just an overall solid program and, and, and so forth. But I didn't really think that they would be able to hold a Bowles team that, that's very, uh, pretty um, efficient and, and prolific at running the football um, to seven points. It was a 14-7 game, a defensive game, mm-hmm. uh, effectively. Oh, yeah. And um, they really didn't allow any explosive plays in the run game, um, which also in turn made Bowles have to do something that they were uncomfortable doing, and that and that turned into throwing the ball uh, almost double the amount of times that they used to throw on the football. So um, that just tells me that they weren't able to stay ahead of the sticks in the run game like they used to doing. So it made them have to switch it and go to something that they're not normally comfortable doing. And in turn, they ended up throwing four interceptions in that game. So uh, that was definitely a big surprise, just more so about the outcome of the game. Not that Buholtz is a bad program or anything. I just didn't really see a 14-7 game coming. And I definitely didn't see um, Bowles coming out there and having to throw the ball, you know, 24 times and they used to pretty much throwing the ball like 12 times a game, you know, a little under that. So um, that was a big surprise for sure. Um, but with that, we got the pick for this hey, week, man. No, Go ahead, Katie. Well, before you, before you move on, um, mm-hmm. both of you, you know, you two had a front row seat of the game of the week last week, Riverside mm-hmm. Trinity Christians. I, I would like to hear you all's thoughts on the game. I wasn't able to see it live. Yeah. Okay. So um, just kind of recap you know Riverside victory over Trinity like what what went right for Riverside what went wrong for Trinity okay. who were you impressed by anything like that okay uh I mean I guess uh you I start this one off Reg and then you could pick up where I, okay. where I left where I leave off at um just as a a, a kind of third party that was at the game I was right there on the sidelines watching the game um both teams came out um ready to play excited to play um, but ultimately, Trinity left a little bit um, too much meat on the bone. Uh, there were some miscues in the games that, that, that they couldn't make up for. Um, you know, I felt that Trinity was the better team, but not so much better that you can make the mistakes that Trinity made and overcome, you know, uh, Riverside. Like, you just wasn't going to be able to do that. Um, they were running the ball down uh, Riverside's throat as far as I, you know, looking from the sidelines, watching them just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And at some point in juncture, they decided to throw it, return for a pick six. And uh, guess what? The difference in the game became a touchdown, 28-20. That was the final score of the game. Um, and then they had another miscue where, you know, they got to a juncture in the game where they could rectify the mistakes they made early, and then they fumbled on the goal line, you know, and then they had to get the ball back, and then they scored again, and then they had to get the ball back one more time, and, made a big uh, penalty on third down by the defense, and um, that allowed Riverside to get a first down, and then they effectively were able to run out the rest of the two minutes that was left on the clock um, with that miscue because Trinity didn't have enough timeouts to stop the uh, clock to get the ball back in time. So just in general, a lot of uh, big miscues, man. Uh, It was a fantastic game as far as effort, energy, um, everything going forward. It was a high-stakes game. Um, Riverside was coming off a bye week. So they had extra time to prepare for the game. So, you know, they were already fired up to begin with, and then they had the extra week to prepare. And um, they came out, and, and they capitalized on the miscues that Trinity had, and Trinity wasn't able to overcome the miscues that they had. So that was just kind of my synopsis, uh, just watching the game from the sidelines and, and just seeing what was going on. But, yeah, Riverside earned the win, though, man. Uh, so I won't take nothing away from them. They earned the win. And, and um, like I said, even though I felt Trinity was the better team, you just can't afford to do the things that they did as far as making mistakes and expect to win the game. And that's pretty much what I took from it, man. Um, what about you, Reggie Reg? What you got? Um, pretty much, pretty much the same. Um, they kind of threw me off a little bit when they, when they came out with Plummer. he just brings a different dynamic to the offense. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's a, he, the thing about it is, man, this kid is a winner mm-hmm. and he's been doing it ever since he was a little kid. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just mm-hmm. he's he's smart. He, and the thing that thing that makes him stand out, you know, among other QBs that I've seen, is he's not going to beat himself. Mm-hmm. 
And you know what I mean? He's not going to, you know what I'm saying? In certain situations, this game here, experience one out. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like Cam said, we threw the pick six. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just, and that ended up being the difference. We had, like you said, we had turnovers. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't just the turnovers that did it because I don't think that when we when we fumbled on the two yard line, mm-hmm. they didn't score. They didn't score on that drive. Yeah, they but didn't. they ate. They ate. But they ate up clock that we desperately needed. Mm-hmm. And you know, just the time just wasn't on our side. Um, mm-hmm. Riverside, Riverside really didn't show nothing we hadn't seen before. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it wasn't it wasn't that kind of game. It was yeah. just. The miscues just, get you. Yeah, the miscues, miscues, it just, <laughs> they just, just get couldn't you. overcome. <laughs> yeah, they just yeah, get and, you. Uh, and another, another thing too. Another thing too. I think hurts Trinity a lot. Um, we tend to sub a lot, and we sub at the wrong times, and sometimes that throws the chemistry off. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was, it, it was times where, it was times where, you know, like I said, we fumbled the ball. It was times where. We'll get them. We'll have them down, and it, we, and if third down comes around, we'll take out the two defense alignment we had in there, sub or defense alignment in, mm-hmm. and then they wind up somehow getting the first down. Yeah. Just, sometimes you just gotta keep that chemistry going, and I think we we, we shoot ourselves in the foot a lot with that. Mm. Um, but yeah, at the end it was just a miscue. We just couldn't. We just couldn't overcome them. Yeah, yeah. I mean that definitely. I mean that's what it came. That's what it comes down to turnover battle, right? Um, and, and, yeah. and just like you were saying, Plummer was definitely uh, uh, the more experienced uh, guy there as far as the signal callers that were in the game. And um, he was able to, you know, do what was necessary to, to allow his team to be in a position to win the game late in the game. And, and, and that, you know, that, exactly. that held true. And um, so that that's just part of, you know, the process. And um, he's like I said, you know, that kid that Plummer had been through that process already having a – a year start, you know, a year of starting experience under his belt at Creekside, and I always knew that that would prove to to pay dividends for them should they actually exactly. make the decision to actually play the kid, and um, that's effectively what they did. And um, you know, hats off to the Riverside um, coaching staff for making that decision and, and and sticking with that decision throughout the game. And um, like I said, they earned the win. You know, you make mistakes, yeah. they capitalize on the mistakes, and guess what? You they win the game and you got to go back to the drawing board and figure out how to not make those mistakes. So uh, that was my that was my take from the game, man. They were legitimately one of those games where you just couldn't afford to make the mistakes that they made and think that you can overcome it against a team that's close in talent. You know, um, exactly. and, I, and I truly think that they were close enough in talent to where you just can't afford to make those mistakes. And that's what happened, man. Um, but with that, man, let's get into the. To the pick'em games for uh, this weekend, man. We got some great matchups, man. Um, Columbia at Reigns. That's tomorrow. And then we got Parker at Air White. And then we'll finish up with Central at Northwestern for the second matchup of the year between both of those teams. So with that, man, let's start with you, Reg. Uh, give me your pick'ems for the weekend for the FHSAA football action, man. Okay, uh, let's start off with the Rays Columbia game. Mm-hmm. Um, Columbia is playing some good football right now, mm-hmm. um, but so is Reigns. Yeah, um, I just don't think that Columbia can show Reigns something that they hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reigns, Reigns has got you know they battled injuries earlier in the season. They got their quarterback back, and I think they got their running back. Um, mm-hmm. He's back healthy, also. Yeah. Um. So that means that KJ doesn't have to be in the backfield anymore, and I mm-hmm. think KJ is going to be the KJ is going to be the factor. I mm-hmm. think this kid has like 800 rushing yards, like 500 receiving yards. He's just mm-hmm. having a heck of a heck of a year this year. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, just, I, I like I like Reigns in this. One. I like okay. Reigns in this. One. Okay. Okay. So you got in the Parker and Air White game. Um. Air White, their backs are against the wall. Mm. Um, I got some. I got some intel that if Ed White loses this game, mm-hmm. their playoff hopes are over. Wow! So they're at home. They got a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, they're playing for. They're playing right now for their playoff lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I'm not going to get caught going against Parker again. So I think Parker <laughs> wins this one. I think they win this one. Um, I'm going to uh, go with Parker on okay, this one. Okay, okay. I wonder if you was going to – you told me you learned your lesson, so I'm like, well, is he going to do it? Is he going to do yeah. it? You know? Yeah, yeah, okay. I like, I, like, I like Parker in that one. Okay, um, okay. The, the Central. Central and Northwestern. Northwestern game. Yeah. Second match. Central, yeah, they got their they got their quarterback back. Um, Keontae Jenkins. He he was injured earlier in the season. And, mm-hmm. You know, Central. He led Central to a state championship last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the in the state. I would say. Yeah. I would say in the whole twenty. I would say in the whole twenty twenty three class. Mm-hmm. Um, the kid. Um, we had a, we had an opportunity to play against him when he played for Miami Carroll City uh, a couple mm-hmm. years back. Yeah. But he did lead Central to the state championship last year, and he was injured in the, earlier in the year. I think he had broke his wrist or something, but he's back now. Okay. Um. So I like Central in this one. Okay. 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 Okay, man. All right, KD. Well, tell us what you got, man. We got three big matchups, man. Who you got, man? No, I I agree that um both Reigns and Columbia up until last week were playing good ball. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think Columbia is more battle tested. You know, they played, they played Trinity, they played Bowles, they played mm-hmm. some big time games. They beat Riverside, yeah. but I'm picking Reigns for the simple fact that um, Columbia's having quarterback issues, and mm-hmm. that's the most important issue on the um, position on the field. And yeah. their current starter is out, and mm-hmm. um, I, th- I think you know the game's at the graveyard. Like I said, Reigns is playing well. Columbia does back and I like Reigns to pull it off. It'll probably be a close game, but I'm going with Reigns. Mm, um okay. and I also agree with Reggie, you know, Ed, Ed White's kinda at a point where, you know, they were undefeated earlier in, in the season. They um they were I think when the initial RPI came out, they were like number two. Yeah. So they were two. doing really well and they and they started to fall off a little bit, you know. But they played some difficult games in some difficult places. You know, they lost to Baker County recently. And um, they've experienced some adversity, but I like them to beat Parker. Okay. I think Ellis is going to have a good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the Patterson boys are also going to contribute both offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. So I like Ed White to win that one. Okay. And in the rematch, I like Northwestern to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost the earlier meeting, mm-hmm. and it's very difficult to beat the same team twice in the season yeah that's true so for that reason i'm going with northwestern over central mm. okay okay so all right man uh you got they say you got rings and you're going ed white and you're going northwestern okay all right man um my pickups for the week man uh columbia at rains uh, just like you're saying, uh, I think it was Reggie or, or, or Katie that was talking about the quarterback issues kind of at Columbia. Um, I think that, you know, that's part of the, the whole thing for them, but I don't, you know, necessarily think that that's going to get in the way for them. But with that being said, I feel like Reigns, I mean, they have all their playmakers, uh, and, and, and they've been doing a pretty good job of just playing solid all around football, um, as of late. And so, because of that, I'm going with Reigns to beat Columbia in this matchup. Uh, the Parker at Ed White, uh, Reggie highlighted it, man. Said that uh, Ed White's out here fighting for their playoff lives. But uh, I don't care. Parker's going to beat that jump, man. They're going up there, and they're going to go to that field, and they're going to blaze them boys. That's what I think, man. I just think that, I mean, I think it's something to be said about that quarterback change at Parker, man. I'm telling you, I just they they were struggling so bad on offense, and that's why it was so hard to pick them. Even though I know their defense was great, but if you're gonna be um, scoring the ball at, at a at a pretty decent clip, you know, 28 points and so forth, I, I just think that's tough to overcome. Right? I mean, because now you, you as the opposing team have to put 28 or more points up on Parker, and I think that's a much tougher task to do than them putting up 28 points on Ed White. So uh, yeah. I got Parker in that matchup, man. Um, as far as the Central at the Northwestern um, matchup, uh, for a little bit, I think I was, I think I was, uh, I think I had my mind made up on Northwestern until KD was saying, uh, it's difficult to beat a team twice because I distinctly remember Bartram Trail and Oakley playing a tough matchup uh, what was this? Two years ago, last year, they no, played a year. tough matchup, and I think it was at Bartram, correct? Uh, 
The first game was at Bartram, correct? And then they yep, went to Oakleaf and, and had to play them in the playoff, and they blazed that junk, man. At Oakleaf. <laughs> so I'm going with Central, man. They ain't lost the game since they played freaking St. John Bosco and Bishop Gorman to start the season off. They ain't playing no games. They on their way to state. They gonna win state in their classification, man. I think they dropped down to five A and Heritage ain't got nothing for them boys. Central going all the way. They gonna blaze Northwestern. That's my pick for the weekend, man. I'm going who I got? I got Reigns, I got Parker, and I'm going Central, man. That's who I got. That's who I got, man. So uh can't wait to see the action, man. We got some Thursday night high school football, Friday night high school football, Saturday night we got college and some big, big games, man. And of course on Sunday we got the NFL, man. So uh with that, man, any closing remarks from the fellas, man? It's been a good one. Oh, the only thing I'll say is, you know, Clemson's playing Florida State this weekend. Mm-hmm. I was at the Florida State-Notre Dame game, and it was a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida State had a lot of recruits in attendance, and they had a lot of momentum on the recruiting path. Now, a lot of that died when they lost to Jackson State, but if Florida State sure. can pull off the um, – I guess, I guess you would call it an upset. If they beat Clemson <laughs> this week, yeah. then they might position themselves to – kind of say that they're on the the they're an ascending program they're on the right path as Mm -hmm. far as trying to get back to where they were Mm -hmm. and you might see them pick up things on the recruiting path as well so i'm interested to see that game and i'm also interested in seeing the florida georgia game also okay okay for sure man reggie reg man anything you want to say to the people before we sign off hey you heard it here first now (laughs) florida state lose this weekend (laughs) Don't be surprised if Travis Hunter decommissioned. <laughs> man, oh, hey man, the hey, people, the hey, the, the people, oh. the, the people, hey, it's it's a lot. We it's a lot of you know insight that's been dropped on this episode. So people, you know, they might want to listen and listen closely because <laughs> there's been a lot of little golden nuggets if they paying attention. You know what I'm saying? Hey. So, uh, they lose. We're gonna see, man. We're gonna see, man. But I appreciate you, fellas, man. Had a blast, of course. Um, and until next time, man, you ain't gotta go home, but it's time to get the hell out the fifth quarter, man. Appreciate you guys I'm signing off. Until next time, look. I put the pack in the trunk, now I'm back in the front and I'm dashing the whip on the road. Met this little baddie, we little, but back there, Chris ain't smashing and I gotta go. Dripping like I caught a lead, too much water around me, it made sense, I got too many flows. On top of the pillar, can't settle for silver, I always deliver like straight to the dough.